So in the state of California right now, there is a bill, and I think it's in the California State House, um, to legalize physician-assisted suicide under certain conditions. Um, your usual ones, you have to have a terminal diagnosis with a life expectancy of like six months or something like that. Um, I should probably look this up. <laughs> we'll put a link in the show notes so you can verify. But anyway, there are a bunch of conditions that you have to meet um, in order to take advantage of this um, I don't know if service is the right word, but in order to to have this medical procedure, let's say. Um, so one of my friends who still lives in California posted about this on Facebook, and I, I have very strong feelings about this subject, um, and I'll tell you one of the reasons why, um, just in a little bit, but I posted that anybody who opposed this measure is frankly a monster, um, and uh, that anybody who objects to allowing another human being to stop his or her own suffering based on what they think an imaginary man in the sky might want is just not a good person. That's just <laughs> that's just not okay. And one of my uh, friend's friends, who's a religious wackadoo, of course, jumped in there and was like, well, I would be so sad to hear that somebody had taken their own life and doomed themselves to blah, 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 you go to hell if you commit suicide. And I'm like, oh, my God. So, I mean, it got into a whole thing. And I tried to be... I was nice about it for a really long time. And I just continue to reiterate that I think it's the worst thing to watch somebody suffer. It's absolutely monstrous. It is. It's appalling. Um, I noped out of that conversation as soon as she started trying to compare, like, abortion, and I was like, no. I mean, because, I mean, I pointed out that I wasn't arguing for mandatory physician-assisted suicide. I was just well, saying... Well, as, uh, <laughs> as the Wikipedia article on physician-assisted suicide starts, uh, this is not euthanasia where someone else is being the arbiter of your suffering and therefore you ought to die. This is the decision of the person right and right, and, and, and some people seem to conflate the two you know yeah something like well you know or or nonsense like well old people will feel pressured and i'm like have you met old people first of all that's a slippery slope argument and those are always bullshit yeah. but second of all some people are going to want to end their own suffering and other people are going to want to cling to life with, you know, as long as they possibly can regardless. And I'm not saying that the second group of people shouldn't do that. I mean, whatever. I mean, okay, so maybe they shouldn't because limited resources, blah, 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 quality of life. But, uh, you know, whatever. I'm not going to, like, get into that whole thing like death panels Ooh. Um, oh yeah because that totally happened you know what is a yeah. death panel uh denying payment and claiming that you're not denying care yeah you know the current system that is a death panel yeah <sighs> yeah and uh, yeah um all that i want is for anybody who is suffering to be able to stop their suffering and the reason I've always like thought that 
that seems like a totally reasonable proposition. I've never been opposed to this. First of all, because I'm not religious. I don't believe you go to hell. I don't believe there is a hell. Uh, hell is other people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I, you know, I don't believe that there's some imaginary man in the sky who would be deeply offended should you uh, shuffle off this mortal coil sooner than he in, than he wanted you to. Uh, I think that's preposterous. So I've always supported the idea of physician-assisted suicide, but until I... I didn't have super strong feelings about it until I had a personal experience with it. Um, I'm about to tell you a very depressing story, so if you're already having a bad day, maybe you should uh, go listen to something else and come back to this later. Yeah, Um, next week we're going to talk about things that are not depressing. Well, it depends. Yes. It depends how mad we get at Apple, but... (laughs) Well, that's true, but not... I mean, okay... So this is a story about my husband's mom. Um, She died in 2008. Uh, She was 50 years old, and she committed suicide, essentially. Uh, I mean, she did. Uh, She did not die of what was killing her. She died. um, So she had um, an arteriovenous malformation, which is like, uh, it's a tangly blood vessel thing, and hers was sort of wrapped around her brainstem, and it had started to leak, so she was having strokes, um, bigger strokes and smaller strokes, and she was living basically with a migraine 24-7, and she started losing her sight, Um, she started going blind, uh, and at that point, um, we didn't know this, but that was sort of the straw that broke the camel's back. So because of the way the law is now, we couldn't know anything about what her plans were. Um, She she had done, uh, she and her husband had done, uh, Ruben's dad, had done research um, about sort of uh, preventing your loved ones from being arrested if you commit suicide. So there, uh, so she had to, nobody could know anything about her plans. Um, she had to do everything by herself as much as she could. Um, so she, uh, what she ended up doing um, is, is hoarding her morphine patches. Um, and you know that you're in really bad shape when they give you morphine patches and they just give you, yeah. I mean, they, that, it was terminal. Um, so she uh, she started hoarding them, and on the day that she decided to die, she applied uh, all of them to herself, and, and she died. Um, now, we all kind of knew that, that this was coming, but we couldn't know any of the details. So um, Ruben's dad would check on her, you know, pretty... But, um, but he had to make sure that uh, he couldn't that that he didn't sort of interfere that he he couldn't know that she was trying to kill herself he couldn't look too closely um, right and and on <laughs> this is still really hard to talk about yeah on on the day she died he sort of suspected um that she had put into motion some kind of plan and he had to make sure that he found her and not the maid. (laughs) 
She had to die alone. <sighs> and she... And she had to do it herself. And... And that's appalling. Yeah. That's... E everything about that is... That's that's the law in 47, 40, 47 of 50 states. It, it was all of them at that period in time, too. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, three states, uh, Vermont, most recently, um, Oregon and Washington, have laws in place so that you can have your loved ones around you and they won't be arrested. Um they can they can know that you can say goodbye yeah and if if you can find it in your heart to fight against a law to make that okay fuck you <laughs> <laughs> fuck you you're a monster there's so, so this is legal in a few states now. Um, under certain circumstances, they make sure there are laws in place so that nobody's pressured into doing this. And, and nobody has been. It would absolutely make the news if, if somebody opted for physician-assisted suicide and somebody else in the family thought that there was coercion, that you better believe that would be in the news. It has not happened. It will not happen. Yeah. <laughs> I... The uh, the the conditions on the Vermont flavor of the law is um, must be capable of making sound decisions. Uh, that one's a little weaselly, but uh, the, right. the rest are pretty uh, concrete. Uh, must be eighteen. The uh, diagnosis must be terminal, with uh, less than six months to live, and the patient must make multiple requests and be given the opportunity to rescind at any time. Right. Which is um, perfectly and, sane. And it's basically a prescription, so you get to choose. Um, nobody, it's not like you can really change your mind at the last minute. Um, because because it, at it's, it's quick. It's too quick. Right, and it's self-administered, so nobody's, like, forcing it on you when you're asleep. Or I don't even know what preposterous situations these people can imagine yeah. who who have the temerity <laughs> to fight against this. I mean, the religious people are a whole, like, I don't, they, go away. They but, are a class I mean, of people that do not form their own opinions. Right. So the only the only arguments that I'm really interested making in making are the rational arguments. Well, what if people are forced to? Well, they won't be. The laws are written such that that won't happen. Um, and I, I, I don't understand uh, if <laughs> how knowing that you can oppose making this legal, even if you don't know somebody, even if even if this hasn't happened to you, even if you haven't watched somebody suffer and and watch somebody die how can you 
how can you argue against that? How I mean, and and like the the reddest of red state people sometimes will be will be against this. And I'm like, uh, what about personal choice, liberty, freedom of whatever? Yeah. I mean, that's it's it is uh, hypocritical. It is, um, yeah. So I mean, hey California, do the right thing. Do do the right thing. Nobody's gonna kill your grandmother. Nobody's going to come after, you know, your cousin. It'll just mean that should you find yourself in a situation where your daily life is purely suffering, you will be able to say goodbye to your loved ones. You you can hold their hands as you die if you want to. Why are we... I mean, when you take... When your cat is sick and suffering, you can take your cat to the veterinarian. You can, you can hold your cat... As, as you say goodbye. And why why do we have laws so that we can't do that with humans? It's preposterous. It's appalling. Yeah. And I disapprove. <laughs> um, my day job uh, is doing IT in a cancer research and treatment facility. Mm-hmm. And this is not an uncommon topic because a lot of diagnoses are, you know, inoperable. Right. You can suffer through chemo to live a horrible year or live a slightly better six months. Yeah. And... Although the uh, connection hasn't been made on any individual case, there's also the the Northeast Corridor runs right past our building, and this particular spot is actually one of the more popular locations on it to use the Acela to end your life. Hmm. Wouldn't it be nice if people didn't have to do that? Yeah. And and it's <laughs> that every everything about that f- choosing that method of suicide is horrible. I mean, okay, it it is quick for you getting hit by a 100 mile an hour train. Um but it's gruesome. Yeah. It's it's not a scene you want to be near. Um and the the reason that that shuts down everything is because of the cleanup. Mm. And I can't imagine being the train. Do they still call them engineers? Um. Yeah. Yeah, driving the train that somebody uses as a method of suicide. Uh, Why? Well, I, why, why do you want to put a, them through that? Yeah, that because you have no other choice. You yeah. perceive that you have no other choice. And it's, well, you may not. If, that, if right. that's one of the reasons you chose to do that, you know, you, you got your diagnosis and you decided to, to do the only thing you can do while you're still ambulatory enough to do it. Right. When somebody is wasting away, um, 
you only have a certain amount of time when you can still toss yourself toss yourself off a bridge yeah. or hop in front of a train or a car or i mean it's it's pretty fucked up if you ask me um i and it it happens like in in hospitals my understanding is that sometimes uh, a doctor will give somebody maybe a little more morphine than they know is safe and it's not a sure thing but it's with the kindest of intentions and and it's a huge risk that the doctor has to take even though um I mean, you would think that the Hippocratic Oath, the uh, first do no harm part, uh, by keeping somebody alive who is who has no quality of life, who is only suffering, I believe you violate that. I believe that that absolutely does harm to the patient. You can stop their suffering, and you and you don't, mostly because you can't. I mean, I can. I can only imagine um, doctors would prefer to be able to relieve the suffering of their patients because they can't enjoy seeing anyone suffer any more than any of the rest of us, aside from religious wackos who apparently do like that sort of thing. Something, something, God's plan, whatever. Yeah, God really enjoys seeing people suffer. Cancer patients, (sighs) children, people who aren't white. Yeah. It's, um, it's the science that initially drew me into atheism after being raised Catholic, hmm. but it's the, the, the moral hypocrisy that really cemented it. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's just not about life. It's all about control. Pretty much, yeah. So, yeah. Do the right thing, California. California and the other... Call your... (laughs) 46 states, yeah. Call your your representatives. Uh, Let them know that this is monstrous and it... And it has to... We have to do something. I don't know if this map is entirely up to date, but California, uh, New York, Connecticut... Jersey, and it looks like Maryland, Delaware, and D.C. all have uh, pending legislation. Excellent. So, surprise, surprise, a bunch of blue states. (laughs) Yeah, isn't that funny? Yeah, weird how that happens. 